Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Jay Noon. And me, remotely from Honduras, it's Mark Edge. 25 Republican governors released the following joint statement in support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's Texas constitutional right to self-defense. And 25 governors, none of them of border states besides Abbott, obviously, but he didn't sign the document supporting himself. Um, New Hampshire's a border state. Yeah, that's what well, I was just thinking. Yes. <laughs> Terribly sorry. One. None of them. Uh, the, the, the problem with the Canadians sneaking up, uh, across the border is entirely different. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not a southern border state. Okay. They, they fit in a lot better than, uh, you know, the people coming over the other border. Yeah, I it's. Uh, I don't know it, if it's it, just Canadians that are even coming over the Canadian border, right? Couldn't anyone come over there? Well, there, there are certainly people sneaking across the border, the Canadian border. I mean, you know, if you've got a country of 300 million people, somebody's bound to sneak across. But last I heard, there were people sneaking from the U.S. to Canada. Um, so, I mean, who knows? It's been a while. Well, what are they supporting him for? Well, I can read what they're supporting him for first, if you yeah. want, because Greg yeah, Abbott, you read yours first. he put out this really interesting statement, and I could probably read some of that even. It's right here. Um, this just, I don't know what else you'd call it. It's just his statement. It says, Governor Greg Abbott, January 24th, 2024, so it was yesterday. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration, which really surprises me because his um, stance on illegal immigration seems to be a lot harder than Trump's. Like, forget about the words they say, the words that come out of their mouth. More people are getting deported, and it's harder to get over the border now. So it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I th- I'm I'm suspicious about all of this. I'm not some kind of like Greg Abbott fan. I actually hate him. <laughs> Why's um, that? Well, because I lived there while under his boot in 2020, and he ruined my life by um, all of the restaurants. I mean, not restaurants, bars in San- the San Antonio area came together. And they were like, "No, we're not gonna." closed down this is ridiculous this is going to put us out of business and greg abbott along with the feds swooped in and uh you know forced them to close he is not pro states rights he's not pro business he's not pro humanity and freedom just because of this one thing he might possibly have right he is um a bad guy as almost all governors are bad guys you kind of have to be bad to get into that political position i bet yeah. I mean, you know, look what they just did with Kerry Lake, where they're like, hey, you know, uh, don't run. We're going to pay you all this money. You know, what do you want? What's your thing? I don't know if you guys heard about that. No, I don't know who so she we'll is. We'll talk about that later, maybe. But she ran for uh, governor of uh, Arizona um, mm. last time around. So what are they talking about here? I probably should get into that. Basically, apparently Texas itself is involved in the securing of their border with Mexico. So... They have their own cops there. They have their own um, supplies. Like, they use razor wire, apparently, which I think is inhumane um, and wrong. But apparently, the other thing about it is, like, it doesn't hurt anyone because they just know how to get around it. They, like, put something on their back and crawl under it. 
it's, it's not that hard. Um, but Texas does this themselves, right? And the feds said that they have the right to go in there and remove the razor wire. And yeah, this is amazing. And um, I think that that's really messed up because the federal government shouldn't have the right to go do that. And the thing is, like, I'm not pro state at all. I don't really believe in a border. But if this even if this is the subject that gets people starting to realize, like, the feds shouldn't be allowed to do that, the feds shouldn't be allowed to um, tell states what they can and can't do. I'm honestly happy that the conversation's getting started. Hadn't heard about the adrenochrome. Um, <laughs> I think that the Martin Bailey situation here, the sort of uh, with the, the conspiracy theory uh, situation is that certainly Epstein was kidnapping, uh, kidnapping, uh, 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 contracting with 15, 16, 17, maybe 14 year old young ladies to uh, be prostitutes on his airplanes and things like that. And that is used as an obvious statement of the, the elites are pedophiles. Okay, you win. That seems clear. But then, you know, there's more to it that seems far less proven, which is to say that the elites are kidnapping children. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm open to any information that we might have. But I mean, even ever since I was a kid, there was always like the satanic cults are kidnapping kids. And there hasn't well, been a lot of proof for it. Well, 800,000 kids ago, a, a, a year ago missing in the United States. And why does the United and States... there's no, nothing in the media about it. Why does the United States want to uh, separate these kids number. and their parents? It's that's, There's 300 million, um, 800,000, so that's 1 million. There's 300 million people in the United States, 300 and call it 25. Um, you're talking about a large percentage of kids go missing. Yeah, it, it, it's an alarmingly shocking high number. I was just reading some statistics about this... Uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and, and it was like 800,000 kids went missing or something in, I don't know, 2020. You know, when but one of the first things Biden de- did when he came in was basically dismantle Trump's, you know, like, um, pedophile whatever task force. I mean, there's just all kinds of, like, you know, nonsense, you know, you know, with these guys. And there's all kinds of reports that migrant children are just being loaded on airplanes in the middle of the night in Texas and being flown to, like, unknown you know locations there's reports of these airplanes landing at like chicago o'hare airport and there's a bunch of you know what are being just called migrant or like brown colored children you know being you know ushered off these uh you know uh planes and you know put on the buses and the tarmac and you know just leaving they they're everywhere globalmissingkids.org says that in the United States, an estimated nearly half million children are reported missing each year. Now, reported missing could mean a kid that is reported missing and then found within hours, days, or weeks, um, you know, or whatever the situation is. So I tend to think that most of them uh, are returned. Look, I don't know uh, any of this, you know, stuff. This is all largely news to me because it's not my world. But um, so you do, you, do you know that when a child goes missing in that is uh, in the custody of child protective services in any state in the country, they are not reported missing. They are considered runaways, even if the child is an infant. Say it again. If a child goes missing that is in the custody of child protective services, oh sure, they are not reported missing. I'll bet they're not. I mean, they are considered runaways, even if it is an infant that clearly can't run away. Whoa. Right. 
That's some, so, and that's the thing. I don't know whether I, they're I like, considered. Um, I wouldn't consider them to be runaways. I would consider them to be in custody. Now, I'd be missing. very concerned about it, but yeah. Just like this locally here in New Hampshire, there was a, a girl, Montgomery Harmony. The girl's mother was going crazy saying, I haven't seen my daughter in two years. Hmm. Where is my daughter? Where is my daughter? And and like they're like, oh, you're crazy. You know, psychiatric evaluation for you, lady. Wow. Um, you know, and this is New Hampshire Child Protective Services. I, I got a real good education on this by just Internet searching the term settlements, New Hampshire DCYF. You take your, your your location and type in settlement, your state abbreviation, and CPS. CPS, yeah, whatever And you're going to see just newspaper article after newspaper article after newspaper article about how Child Protective Services paid this family $5 million, $3 million, $7.5 million, all, you know, all of this, this crazy sums of money. Uh, uh, the reports I have for New Hampshire that sent 2012 to uh, last summer, I forget the exact date, that New Hampshire's Division of Risk and Benefit, who settles all the claims against the state of New Hampshire, paid out over $300 million, $300 million in a decade to settle claims just for one division. That one is called uh, uh, Division of Children, Youth, and Families, DCYF, because, you know, they are just losing children, because they are just giving children to rapists and pedophiles. They are just damaging and hurting the children. It is insane what is going on with our kids and there's no real media coverage of it and wasn't harmony montgomery wasn't she found like buried in the backyard unscreened caller what's your name what's on your mind hey this is rusty from portland hey rusty Rusty. hey i just had a quick comment about the immigration thing go ahead um well in the united states right now our birth rate is only 1.67 births per woman or whatever. And you need to have at least 2.10 to even keep the population stable or where it is. Yep. So we're, we're not having enough babies basically. Yeah. Right. I've, yeah. And that's the, that's a problem in a lot of places around the world. First world countries, definitely like Japan, South Korea, China, et cetera. And, so we need as much immigration as we can possibly get. We obviously don't be, need to be giving them welfare, but I feel like if we don't open up the borders, uh, we are going to have way too many old people and not enough workers in no time at all, and our economy is going to go over a cliff. That's one thing I always like to bring up whenever people are like, oh, Bonnie, you and the other people who don't have kids are are ruining the country because... The country's not having enough kids. I'm just like, okay, open the borders. Yeah. Do they all have to look right. like me? No. Yeah. yeah. I think that the United States really misses out an opportunity here. So the United States is pretty widely known to have the best universities, um, or at least the most best universities of any place in the world. And, you know, the idea that we're taking people from foreign countries, letting them, you know, get an education here and then sending them home doesn't make any sense to me at all. It Mm. seems to me that uh, they should be actively attempting to get people who come to university to move to the U.S. These are going to be high earners and people who, uh, you know, make the the country great, as it were. Uh, Whereas... Well, they have uh, to go through so many hoops. I mean, if you change your major or something like that, then you have to redo your whole visa... Like, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, the, the powers to be don't want this country to be strong. In fact, there was uh, an article I'd read a while ago where some German family was getting deported. Uh, and they were like, they the, the, the father owned a business, the mom was like a teacher, and, you know, they had, um, you know, they had some kids that were, they weren't born here in this country, but they basically left Germany uh, due to, in Germany, you couldn't homeschool. They left Germany and seek political asylum here like 15 or 18 years ago because they couldn't homeschool their kids. And, uh, and, and this was uh, a Zero Hedge article, actually, I believe. And the Biden administration had basically, you know, ordered them to be deported uh, because, you know, they were useful, productive people. And, you know, the Biden administration, who is, you know, essentially bought and paid for by, you know, the entities that hate the United States, that hate freedom, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, you know, the the Ukraine uh, crime families, you know, uh, you know, you have all of the connections there with all the money going to, you know, getting to the Biden family, you know, from from these entities. And what are they doing? They are seeking useless people, useless eaters, the, the parasite class to come here, uh, calling for them to come here and incentivizing them to come here. And uh, just 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 like I say that Health and Human Services is, you know, uh, the, it, uh, in New Hampshire is responsible for all of the people overdosing on, you know, the, the fentanyl and the heroin, you know, in Manchester and Concord. Uh, because, you know, all the first responders I talked to were like, yeah, they all got EBT cards or all on welfare. Probably messes up their like actual like brain chemistry where they're just like, oh, I don't need to like work to get anything done. I, I'm just going to take this pill to get a, you know. Yeah. Like, like a lot of like, you know, the, the old people I deal with, the, the 70 year olds that I buy hay from, for example, and do livestock business with, they're all old. Like, you know, none of these guys are young and spry. And uh, they got their dopamine hits as little kids from working on a farm. So that's what they're, they still got cows. They still got sheep. They still are into that stuff. They still love making hay. And, you know, and, and a lot of this younger generation, you know, has gotten their dopamine hit from an Internet device, which is basically the same thing as doing cocaine or, you know, even uh, uh, heroin. And so now when you got a whole bunch of 30 year olds, you know, in Manchester that are, you know, basically getting a welfare check and i say manchester i'm talking about manchester new hampshire just go yeah. walk around and there's like a whole bunch of 30 40 year old homeless dudes um that are, are clearly just whacked out on drugs mm-hmm. and then they're, they're all collecting and um i i can totally see that just not working would make people that way because like when ian first went to jail i just wanted to do nothing for a while and i started to feel really depressed and stuff and now that I am in my acceptance stage, as Mark says, um, <laughs> me too, um, I'm trying and I'm just trying to do more things like the other day I went to Jay and Shallon's, well, it's really Shallon's, um, hearing and I helped Chris Wade record and it was just like doing that was a total actual do- dopamine hit. Unlike just sitting <laughs> in my house playing virtual villagers on my phone. I just don't want to just take the media's word for it. Like, oh, there are these caravans. There are so many people coming over. It's an invasion. It's like, to me, it sounds a lot like 2001. Oh, the Muslims are trying to kill us. They hate us for our freedom type of talk, you know? Like when I lived in well, San Antonio, I was the in- They've been using the invasion uh, rhetoric for since the, you know, I mean, for 20 years now, um, you know, first it was the Mexicans. Now it's the Central Americans, you know, whatever yeah. the, the case may be, um, you know, what it seems to be is the United States can't get its borders sorted in whatever way it's going to sort it. I personally 
would not, I, I do not support anything that looks like a wall or anything like that. Um, you know, it says, I, I think that we just need immigration policies that work for everyone. And right now, no one wants that. Um, if, if the Republicans allow the immigration situation to get sorted, especially now, they're not going to win in November. So they're going to make it a huge big deal. Ah, we're going to all going to die. Then the, the, the Latinos are coming. <laughs> and, um, and if they don't do that, then, you know, they may not uh, win in November. So that's, that's the whole shebang here. Yeah. And it sounds like something that they would totally do. It's like Henry Kissinger keeping, Vietnam going for longer than it was supposed to just because it helped his candidate get elected. I don't remember which candidate it was, but that sounds like something that would they would totally do. It says Yeah, Kissinger sounds like uh, uh Nixon. Be my mm, guess. Oh, yeah, I think it was. Um so it says that they were planning on declaring a border invasion in April 2022. In that November, Abbott wrote Biden invoking a state's constitutional right to wage war when invaded. Oh my god. Whoa, that sounds really bad. Like, we, we want to be in a state of war. Yeah, it sounds really bad. But he only made his official, official invasion declaration public in September. Since then, the governor has methodically increased the border enforcement roles of the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas National Guard, citing the constitutional authority for a state to defend itself against invasion. The other thing about it is the Constitution doesn't say anything about the feds having the power to do anything to the border. So, I mean, that should be like open and shut. I don't understand why the Supreme Court said anything. Yeah, I'm in a very difficult position here because I disagree with um, Abbott on this particular issue at the same time um you know i don't think that there's a border crisis and you know any variety of of things but at the same time i feel like that is the that is a, a purview of the state not of the federal government so you know there you go exactly i feel the same way i don't want this to sound like i'm on the side of like oh yeah let's keep the mexicans out and i hope they get cut up with razor wire or anything like that I'm just not pro this small group of freaks in Washington, D.C. having the power to do whatever they want and gaining more and more and more every year. Like, this was never something that they had the power to do. And um, I am totally happy that Abbott seems to be pointing towards the idea of secession in his statement he put out. So I think that we should just, we basically set the stage for what's going on there. I'm going to read a little bit more of what Greg Abbott actually said. He said... Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him, Biden, by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And in a way, I kind of don't like that phrasing because in that way, he's not really saying, oh, we can do what we want. He's saying, like, please, federal government, do what like we want you to do. And it's like. I don't know. The federal government should just like not exist. Oh, I'm completely used to anybody in the federal government not interpreting my uh, interpret, not agreeing with my interpretation of the United States Constitution. But, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that document's all about plain reading and the plain reading of the United States Constitution says to me that Texas 
has control of its border, that every state has control of its border, because the only thing the United States government has is the right, uh, excuse me, the power surrounding naturalization and all the rights and powers that aren't mentioned directly in the Constitution and given to the federal government are remanded back to the states and the people. Yep. And actually, uh, Christopher Gronsky gets into this in uh, some of his uh, work. Uh, he's uh, destinationsfreedoms.org uh, is his website. But he talks about how basically previous, before Civil War, the, there was no United States naturalization, really. It was each individual states that were doing that. And yeah. each individual state, the, the United States of America is a federation of 50 nation states. There's a little bullet list here. It starts off saying President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. Bullet number two, President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is to illegally allow their en masse parole into the United States. And bullet number three, by wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Wow. So, I don't necessarily agree with Abbott on everything, and I I just think it has to be said, because I feel like this is part of the plan that they have. I think that, quote-unquote, capital they, want us to frame the idea of, oh, secession and states' rights, that those are the same type of people that want Mexicans to get cut up with razor wire. So, I just want to say that, personally, I am pro-immigration, I, I'm pro-open borders. I also think that we should get rid of the welfare state. I, I understand that whole idea that the welfare state should probably go first, and that would be amazing. I would love for there to be no welfare. I would love to live in a city if there was no such thing as welfare. No homeless people? An immigrant, when they come across the border, should be able to vote Sure. without being a citizen? Sure, I don't care. Yeah, as, yeah long, I, as long as they can't vote my rights away, I don't think somebody <laughs> who's been living here their entire life should be able to yeah. um, to vote, um, you know, that I have to pay money for them to uh, put because they're too lazy to educate their child themselves. You know, um, I mean, I agree with you we completely. have a serious problem to where people can actually vote against our rights, which is a very much a violation of what the whole p- purpose and premises of this country is there, you know, but, you know, that's a whole different conversation that's really hard to like actually get through in a show like this. Yeah, I, I agree completely um, that uh, people shouldn't be able to vote away your rights. But the you know the the operating system that we currently have has that as part of the uh, has has that as the basic function, right? And um, I can understand completely when people say, "Hey, I don't want immigrants because they're going to vote Democrat," which I believe I interpret as taking more rights away from me, which you know seems completely fair. I think that there needs to come there needs to be a compromise. The parties need to get together and they need to say something like, hey, you know, people who want to uh, immigrants built this country. 
that, um, you know, an immigrant, if they decide to come here, ought to be issued a blue card with some identification. You know, they will take the little fingerprint or whatever the situation is. Um, you know, they can't. They'll, they sign an agreement that says, I will never be able to vote my entire life in the United States. Um, and that they'll, you know, not be eligible for any kind of, uh, you know, uh, welfare or anything like that. And... Uh, you know, there's probably a few more things that we'd want to uh, tack on to that. But I think that would solve a problem. But the best I can tell, the political parties don't want to solve a problem. The Democrats want as many people to come as possible. So they'll vote Democrats so the Democrats can do what they want to do. And the Republicans want to say that all immigration's bad. And, you know, they don't want to talk about economics and how having a growing population is important for a country. And you know, speaking of Democrats, has literally become the party of mental illness. Uh, you you just look at like the kind of things that the Democrats squabble about, the kind of bills that they introduce. You know, with you know the whole gender nonsense stuff and the wanting, you know, that they're fighting tooth and nails. So there's you know books like Gender Queer in the public schools that are you know teaching kids how to you know basically have you know gay sex with their friends and things like that. And, you know, they, but yeah, the Democrat Party has become the party of the mental illness. I mean, these guys are just, you know, absolutely unhinged, especially, you know, within like the past like 10 years, they, they, they've they gone off the rails. And I'm and, going to run for a Democrat, actually, uh, next time I run for state rep. That will be really great. <laughs> I would love just if you get in any kind of a debate. Oh, yeah. And that's the only way I get in a debate because I doubt they're going to vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but one thing that I want to say is I think it's important that we at least have free talk live on the air because there needs to be someone who's out here speaking common sense. This guy, Hector, he, he, he got, he got like busted somehow. I don't remember w- what it was, but, um, he's like, well, I can't go back to work over there. Can I get a job from you? He's, you know, telling, you know, somebody guys I'm working with and we're like, hey, yeah, man, you're awesome. And, uh, and I'm like, you been you got back here in less than like it was like 72 hours. He's like, yeah, they took they took me down to the border, and he, he says, I uh, I just um I just hid in a guy's pickup truck, and I, he gave me a ride across, and then and mm-hmm. then another time he's like, one time I had to run through the desert, that was pretty hard. I don't like doing that, and uh, you know, and the guy like spoke English really well, and but yeah, he was back in like three days. I'm like, whoa, like the dude is so resourceful, and he's like, he wasn't like. Oh, I've been gone for three days. I need to sleep. He's like, I'm ready to work right now. What do you want me to do? You know, like that's the kind of guy. Those are the kind of people I want in my neighborhood. Right. People are getting stuff done. And those are the ones that like government's going after all the time. And meanwhile, they're they're putting these other guys in hotel rooms, (laughs) giving them thousands of dollars a month. Yep. That, that's why I just think that the problem is not as much the people who are coming from Mexico. I think it's the people who are literally getting shipped in in these programs being called refugees from like Somalia or wherever else in the Middle East. And they're actually like third world. Like Mexicans aren't actually third world. And they're like killing people. And they're totally freaking weird and probably don't belong here at all. They'll probably be happier in their third world country. How many of these Middle Eastern folks, sorry, Mark, uh, how many of these Middle Eastern folks, for example, have a loved one or a relative or an ancestor that got vaporized or lost their legs or some horrible disease or sickness, um, you know, uh, from a U.S. made, you know, munitions or bomb or act of aggression. Uh, you, you think they might just have a little axe to grind when they show up here? Hopefully they get over it and they're like, wow, I'm just going to make a better life for myself. But, you know, but knows? not if they're part of these programs where they literally um, are be- being paid to be here. Right. What are you going to say, Mark? 
Right. I think that that's the the real key to the problems um, going on in Europe is, um, you know, I, you know, again, I'm no expert in what's going on in Europe, but I really think that the deadly combo is a unlimited immigration, b payouts for um, immigrant families. You know, that's not how we made America into what it is today by giving a bunch of free stuff. We said, hey, come here. Help us build a great nation or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, you don't work, you don't eat. And I think that that's a great system. But, you know, incentivizing people not to work has never worked. I, I had a conversation with a friend uh, in Massachusetts, and he is a Hyannis police officer. Now, Hyannis is like the Kennedy compound in Cape Cod is basically where – Hyannis is where the Kennedy compound is. What is it? That's a town? Hyannis is a pretty, like, probably the most populated town on Cape Cod is one of them. It's, um, you know, it's it's like uh, one-third the way, you know, up the arm. If you look on Massachusetts, there's an arm. That's Cape Cod. And uh, basically what has happened is Hyannis, all of the um, hotels are full of migrants. They are all, like... Like the grocery stores down there, like in the wintertime, you know, they they sell like, you know, probably 20 to 30 percent of what they sell in the summertime because Cape Cod is essentially like a ghost town all winter. You know, it's a it's a summertime beach, you know, vacation area and the hotels are most of them are closed down. Well, they're all they're all occupied. They're all full of migrants. And my police officer friend who I used to sell hay to, uh, he was like, it is unbelievable. He's, he says that they are constantly uh, drinking. Uh, you go to any of these places, it is just booze and it is weed. And like the dispensaries are like, you know, you know, the, 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 the legal, you know, marijuana dispensaries are like the, the migrants are just, you know, they're, they're, they're just making the dispensaries are making cash, big time money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, there are, um, and, and I don't care if you smoke or if you drink, um, if I, if I have but to if pay you're not for working, it, yeah. if, if I'm forced by gunpoint to pay for it, yeah, I care about it. Uh, but he says anyways, that there's like constantly fighting. Um, he's like, there's, uh, attempted rapes. There's, um, there's all kinds of, you know, gun violence. There's gunshots being going off. There's a whole bunch of like Jamaican refugees. There's like, uh, I, there's a big J- Jamaican issue down, uh, uh, down there. Um, there is, uh, he, he was just kind of like rattling off, you know, a bunch of like, like issues. And, and he's like, he's actually thinking about moving to New Hampshire. Um, he is working on selling his house. Um, he was, he was like, would you be mad if I came to New Hampshire and became a cop? I'm like, no, you're a good guy. I go, I, I'd want to see a guy like you be a cop in New Hampshire. I actually would love to see free stater minded people become cops because those positions are going to be filled anyways, as long as, you know, this system's going on. So it might as well be liberty minded people, you know, hanging out in patrol cars and just helping people and not harassing people. I agree completely. Um, There's also this city or not city park in New York city. I can't find the, where I saw the article about us was looking for, but there's this park in New York city where there's like, migrants being held in um well not held but like put up in rooms in this um building right across from the park and they're just so bad they just pee and poop on the streets and like leave cups filled with poop it's like that's what i'm saying like those types of people don't belong in america like if you want to poop on the street you don't belong in america i I would be fine with us 
um, not being associated with San Francisco, too, for the same reason. Ricky from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Ricky, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, thank you there, Miss Bonnie. Brother Jay, Brother Mark, good evening. Good evening, Ricky. What's on your mind? No doubt. Well, you know, before I go into it, I have to admit, I have to admit that, Miss Bonnie, you made me so happy tonight. I'm sitting here listening, and here comes Scooter, and you just blow him off completely. Now, you know he's totally banging his head up against the wall at that moment. <laughs> and no doubt. What the hell is wrong with this person? What rock? I remember when he came. He just came from under some rock, and he's like a bad dream that won't go away. Yeah, he's Scooter so or Skeeter? Skeeter. Uh, yeah, I think you call him Scooter, but I think he's an, I think he's an AI bot. Hey, Mike, I don't know what the hell he is, but you know that I'd like to know what he does during the week when he's not pestering everybody on this program. I can't even imagine. I, mean, I don't want community. to think of that. There's always some. Well, I, know, but I feel bad for the people. It, it, <laughs> he's either an AI bot or like the FBI has like an, an allotment allowance for like one individual at a time that they could put on a payroll that they're, you know, part of their job is just harassing Free Talk Live. I mean, we've all. There's always been some. Ultra, he was just awakened and Harry appeared. No doubt. But on a serious note here, I hear you talking about secession with Texas, and it's very sad actually, because you know I do occasionally talk to people from Texas, and I've been talking to them. Because secession's something that's very important to me, and and I will say, it's a very different set of circumstances. But see, this is definitely. I totally agree with you, Miss Bonnie. This is a case of smoke and mirrors. Uh, their government, first of all, is definitely not a representation of the people of Texas. That's obvious. And this is a case of smoke and mirrors. And I think really the reason why is, you know, generally speaking, I find the people of Texas to be very strong people. I think this is just, uh, you know, an attempt to use secession. Okay, here we're doing it. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. Oh, sorry. Sorry, folks. It didn't quite happen. And they're totally destroyed. You know, and that's a good way to beat these people down, you know? Hmm. That could totally be I it. Mean, that's just a thought on my side. Plus, they have statehood. And that's something I wanted to talk to you all about. You see, I've talked about my, you know, plans on running for that seat in District 189. And my purpose, now I will do other things. I can't do it overnight in five minutes. What I will do it is to blow it away. Now, the difference here, and I think Jay will understand what I'm talking about, here in the Commonwealth, as of 1787, we are what they call a pre-association. That's a caveat. We would have never ratified, because we would never hit the Union, just like so many, if we wouldn't have got our caveat, which makes, which is supposedly the non-interference rule of the federal government that comes to the people and the land. Now, not only that, but that coupled with the fact that we are the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, I think gives us the ability. Now, I have much more in mind than I'm going to utilize. But my answer, as opposed to Texas or even New Hampshire, when we did it in the 90s, they used a liaison. And that's crap. That's the asking permission route. And we did get the Independent Sovereignty Act, so something good came out of it. But you cannot ask the federal government. My answer is once you have the people, say 60% or better, house blows away in the middle of the night, boom, it's gone. There goes the Fed and the state with it. Now, I do have a plan, which I am not really speaking about, because I want to give them a heads up so they can find a way to weasel out. 
But I will say it's involving our own constitution, which I find novel from the standpoint of a constitutionalist, you know, to use that to blow the damn thing away. What are we blowing away? The U.S. Constitution, Mark. You would love it. You're all uh, there. Goes there. Goes your income tax. <laughs> well, I'm certainly not a fan of the income tax. Income taxes. Nobody, nobody is. It's for you enemies know, and, of the United States. What's that? Income taxes for enemies of the United States. If you read the Trading with the Enemy Act, uh, United States citizens were added to, were included with the list of enemies of the United States, and when the Trading with the Enemy Act was uh, amended in 1933. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin... Visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Apparently, there's been protests in Buenos Aires. In Buenos Aires, yep. And um, I looked it up. It's Aires. Wait, it's, oh, it's Iris? Aires, yeah. Hmm. I thought Aires. I looked it up and I was right. She's going to go fast. Well, anyways. Just roll through it. That's what they do. Buenos Aires <laughs> in Argentina. Um, there's been protests there, and it's so funny because it said at least 200,000 unionized workers of the country's 5 million or so will be marching in the streets of Buenos Aires today. And I heard, in I, I'm in a group chat on Signal, and a lot of people are in Argentina in that chat. A lot of them are saying that the reports were like 20,000 at the most, so like a tenth, right, of what they were saying, I think. And, yeah, it's um, a huge number of people, though, but yeah. Yeah, but still, it's way less than the, what they were saying. And those people are unionized workers who are mad because of the stuff that Javier Malay is doing. And that just sounds like a good sign to me. Unionized workers being mad sounds great. Yeah, they weren't going to be happy. Um, you know, I mean, basically, they, they've got the sweetest of gigs, and they want to continue to ride the backs of the uh, you know, disadvantaged uh, Argentinians until the whole country is just ripped apart. And, you know, I mean, the union workers have long believed, you know, been in bed with the socialists and believe that, you know, if we would just do socialism right, it mm-hmm. will work. And, you know, I, I, I encourage them to find the place where that does socialism right. It's just like here in uh, New Hampshire. The only people that dislike the free staters are the parasite class. Hmm. And by parasite class, I you don't have to be a government employee to be a parasite. In fact, um, even I, I've been f- finding a lot of the uh, government employees that I do talk to that like the free staters and like what the free state project's about are like the guys who like work for the highway department doing road construction. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Those that plow. Yeah, oh, that plow, that do road construction, uh, that do people who like like, some of the cops that I talk to that like, you know, have families, especially family people, they, I, I have very, I can't find any family people really that dislike the uh, free state project. Um, this, but like, it's very much uh parasite class, like people who work for the government, hardcore, like leftist types, 
you know, like the school teachers and, you know, the, the people who have uh, who like they know their pension will not exist if the only purpose of government is to protect life, liberty and property. There would be no government employee pension funds. They just would not exist because the only way those things can be propped up is by pointing guns at people and forcing them to pay for them. Uh, you know, this is why property tax is so expensive and stuff. And one thing that's really weird about the messed up economy in Argentina is that People who do basically anything productive are not the unionized workers that are um, making like any sort of money. Like the lowest paid doctors in the entire world are in Argentina. Like doctors in America. Well, make- that's got to be the Cubans. Oh, well, probably them. But I thought that it was. Ar- I mean, I heard that it was Argentina. It yesterday. might be the industrialized world. Argentina, Argentina is often grouped into the sort of G20 countries, the ones that are you know big and productive. It was supposed to be the next United States hmm. at the, in the early 1900s. And that didn't come about because, well, a politician, a socialist married a, an actress and yep, Argentina, yep. you know, no, took 120 years off. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like in one of these chat groups I'm in on Signal, there's like one guy in there who he really gets pissed when I talk about like why why are you sending, you know, I I, I say only a fool would would allow uh, his enemy to educate their children hmm. and or his children, and uh, he's and he's like, well, I work twelve hours a day, blah blah blah, but so so I'm like, oh well, I says if you have to work twelve, if you have to send your kids to school because you have to work twelve hours a day, you're doing it wrong. So and I hate when people act like, oh, this is the job I have and it's the only job I could possibly have. Like, why don't you change stuff around? So he's a union worker. Hmm. Um, He's got a Harley, a, a, like a brand new Harley Davidson. He's got like two jet skis, two snowmobiles. He's so got he's a bass debt. boat. You know, he's got like a hundred and five thousand dollar pickup truck. He's got like this huge, beautiful house, and uh, and it's like, yeah, he's just basically working his union job, paying his bills, and he's literally a parasite because in order to have his lavish lifestyle, he has to work twelve hours a day. His wife has to work twelve hours a day, as he puts it. I doubt he works twelve hours a day, and I doubt his wife does. Uh, but he has to send his kids, and then all he, and then he complains about uh, how in the Ware public school system, they literally they they asked all the kids if their parents had guns and what kind of guns they had is what mm, the teachers whoa. are asking their parents, and he's like, I'm calling my lawyer. I'm like, dude, lawyers are useless. Why are your kids in school? Gigi, what's on your mind? I'm in South Carolina. Oh, really? Sorry, South Carolina. That's okay. You guys have to fix that. Because every time I call, the captain says it also. Yeah, I think he saved your name as that because that's what I see popping up here. So I just said, yeah, I'll try to fix it. I can do that. Thank you, Bonnie. Good evening, everyone. To all my fellow listeners out there in radio land across the United States of America, I would like to express a personal opinion regarding the death penalty. Personally, I have a big problem with the death penalty, whether it is administered by the federal government or an individual state government. And I find that the issue of the death penalty currently in Alabama definitely qualifies as cruel and unusual punishment as it relates to or as it pertains to how people interpret legally the death penalty. The individual 
that is scheduled to be gassed to death in Alabama currently several years ago. Oh, yeah. I was, I was trying to remember what was worse about Alabama than anywhere else, but yeah, they, they gassed people. Well, you know what? Any form of the death penalty I have a problem with. You know, Agreed. which is worse, being an alcoholic or addicted to heroin? Addiction is addiction. Death, by any means, is death. And yet, this individual who is scheduled to be gassed in Alabama, several years ago, he was placed in the death chamber. They attempted to insert several needles into his veins for the so-called toxic cocktails, plural, so that he would be put to death. They botched it. Mm -hmm. They could not locate a vein anywhere. So now they are going to gas him to death. Now, my interpretation of that is this is cruel and unusual because they're doing it again. And it's just gruesome and gory to me. Other people are free to have a different opinion from myself. I just have a big problem with this. Well, thank you for voicing your opinion, Gigi. I definitely agree. I don't think that the death penalty um, should exist. Uh, What do you guys think? Well, um, I just made a Twitter post of this. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, I found ran across one of those little sort of, you know, today in history kind of things. And uh, a kid, 14 years old, George Stinney Jr., was falsely convicted um, in court. And I don't have it right here where it was, but of, uh, accused of killing two white girls, Betty, uh, 11 years old, and Mary, 7. And the bodies were found near his house. And then they found out years later, you know, basically that he didn't commit the crime and he couldn't have uh, committed the crime and a variety of things. But, oh, yeah, he was he was dead within weeks because that's how it was done back in the day. Hmm. But he was 14 years old. Now, that doesn't make a difference. Really, the point that I make as far as the death penalty goes is that people who support the death penalty are the killers that they propose to kill. Let me defend that statement. So. Everybody who supports the death penalty will admit that at some point, somehow, there are mistakes made, especially in the past. But they're now like, oh, well, we got video and, you know, all kinds of things. Well, you know, let's leave all that behind. I mean, people can fake video. Absolutely. There's, um, you know, there's there's no, you know, there's DNA on the site. There could be any variety of reasons. We don't know what happened because we're not perfect. And since we're not perfect. We should not take action like putting somebody to death that is so final, especially when there's all kinds of people in prison for life. Life in prison is not getting away with it and stop acting like it is. Dave Ridley of ReliverReport.com, what's on your mind? You uh, already talked about, uh, I heard that uh, Jason Gerhardt was arrested again for trying to film at the federal court. Is that true, or am I just hearing about the first arrest? That did happen. Um, I don't think we talked about it on Free Talk Live because I don't know much about it. We could probably get um, Chris to call in or something because he was there. I wanted to go, but I just could not wake up. I had to wake up at like 6-something a.m. if I was going to go. I couldn't do it. But um, 
he did get arrested again. They were filming in the lobby, and they tried to go through the security with their cameras, and they got arrested again. They got charged with different things. I don't know why, but with Frank, it was like obstruction of justice. I'm not sure exactly. Frank got two other ones, and then um, Jason got only one, and it was like disobeying an officer. I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, see, I don't, I don't know all the details. That's why I haven't really brought it up. But yeah, they were going to their court date for getting ticketed for filming in the federal courthouse in Concord, New Hampshire, and they decided to film while going in again, and they got arrested again. Yeah, I, I really appreciate them taking this stand. You know, Me too. I, I've always been so furious the feds for the fact that they won't allow filming. Uh, on these public properties like their courthouses. And, and that's why so much, uh, you know, crap goes on in the federal courtrooms because they know they're not being filmed. Yep, that's the worst part yeah. about that. It, it, it's the strangest thing to me that the that somehow people allow this federal the court thing to continue where there's no um, cameras allowed. I mean, like, what are they hiding in there? Exactly. It's really bizarre. Why do Every most people not court see it that way? Every Every other court in America allows cameras, but somehow these, well, these federal cases are just too important. And they always try to tell people, oh, well, it is, you know, for the people on the stand and the even the defendant's safety. It's for your safety. They're so full of S. Yeah, that's such a lie. What about all the states that allow people in criminal trials? They allow cameras in there. Yeah, like murder Um, cases and everything. They don't show uh, the jury. They don't show the, you know, they can show the defendant, whatever the situation is. This is not an insurmountable problem. It's not even remotely close to an insurmountable problem. And the only justification that I've ever heard is it's tradition. And since it's the federal government, our traditions are more important. And if you don't like them, we'll smash you over the head and throw you in jail. Well, we know that the federal government protects pedophiles. They protect Epstein for a very long time. You know, there it, there's a woman who got 20 years in prison named Ghislaine Maxwell. She probably got out on appeal already. We don't even know about it. Um, you know, the, the, they won't like be like, oh, Ghislaine got out of jail when, you know, she gets out of jail. But, uh, you know, my wife has spent more time in court than anyone on on on, uh, Jep- on, on Epstein's or Ghislaine Maxwell's client list. And these guys all know who the clients are, but, you know, they're just a protected class. So the reason that they do not want uh, cameras in the courtrooms at the federal level is because they are very, very occupied and busy with protecting all their pedophile friends. And that's really the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I also think they just don't want people to see their well, how they how things happen because they can then control the narrative. They can say, oh, this happened in court. And, uh, yeah, the transcript probably isn't going to get published because, like, Ian, he paid for the transcript and it was expensive and put it out himself. It's not like the government puts it out um, publicly, you know. Um, they- and in Ian's trial, uh, the prosecutor said something breathtakingly racist. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm sorry, the transcript just doesn't do it any justice. You have to kind of have the video for it to really go viral. And if black people in America heard this guy say what he said, which was essentially, um, does this look like a CEO to you? It's suggesting just a picture that, of a black guy. Yeah. Right. So the, the, suggesting that black skin makes it impossible for you to be a CEO or even unlikely, um, then, you know, that would have 
it would have gone viral, but because it wasn't, you know, thank goodness. And this guy has now been made a federal judge. The most lazy way to understand about Javier Malay is to go on YouTube and search uh, Javier Malay, or maybe if you don't know how to spell that, because I, I wouldn't be able to spell it right, but just <laughs> President of Argentina Addresses World Economic Forum, WEF. Oh, yeah. And then uh, you're going to find an English translation, and it was an awesome speech. It was really awesome, and we did cover that on yeah, the show really good. Uh, the other week, because the World Economic Forum is a group of socialist freaks that... Uh, claim to have some kind of influence over your life and wherever you live on the globe. And they meet at Davos, um, I think it's Switzerland, and they meet and discuss, discuss how they're going to control your life. And Javier Malay went there as the new president of Argentina and gave a speech, and he talked about how free markets are the answer to prosperity, and oh my God, it was just all together 100% based and awesome so yeah if you if you want to learn about him go go look, look that up but we're talking about what he's doing now and apparently he's trying to blast away at the um parasite class which is actually what he calls them he ta- he calls them the parasite class he also calls them a caste which is kind of like an appropriate word for it um these people live extremely lavish lives on the backs of all the workers and all the workers are dirt poor and um, they consider themselves a higher caste and steal money and it's all super corrupt. And e- even beyond the corruption, it's like they have created this system. Like even if they're going by the system, they've created this system, which is just socialism basically now in Argentina. And they're ruining lives. But the people voted for Argen- or for Javier Malay because they're tired of that. They just want something new. And um, Javier is just like he's getting rid of the old system and he's fast tracking it uh, and there might be a little shock to the system there for a while but I think overall things are going to get better and better and that's why I care about this because I think it can be really amazing just extremely good to see and extremely good for the people that live there and it's going to be proof of the ideas we talk about here on Free Talk Live actually coming to fruition he's deregulating um, sectors of the economy firing government employees. He says, afuera. That's like his catchphrase. He says, like, you're out. It's like saying, it's like Trump saying fired, except he actually means it. He's awesome. I'm a big Javier Malay fan all of a sudden. <laughs> it says that lawyers are furious about plans to fast track divorces through the civil registry without requiring their services. So they're, you know, yeah, he's he's basically tearing down the the bar association monopoly. I don't know if uh, Argentina is the uh, bar association like they are here in the United States, and the bar association comes out of you know England or UK or something. But uh, yeah, we, he's working on tearing down their monopoly, and that and that's awesome because lawyers are scumbags. It says that arty types, like artists, I guess, are protesting about gutted funds and closure of the National Theater Institute. So they're mad that they aren't getting paid to just make art from the government, from the backs of the poor people. That's so ridiculous. Well, many countries, uh, Argentina considers itself sort of European. And Europe Europe tends to do this funding of the arts thing um, far more than, you know, other places do. I'm. I can understand people are angry, but what I would say to Argentinians is, 
whatever you were doing for the last century hasn't been working. And you're going to have to try something new. And because you, your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents acted completely irresponsibly with their money and uh, with their government, now somebody like Javier Malay has to step in. It didn't have to be this way, but you had to be the way you were, so now this has to be the way it is. Uh, you know, like, I, I get it. Like, lots of, it's it's nice to have the arts. It would be great if corporations funded it. You know, maybe rich people can, whatever the situation is. I don't care much. But the reality is, is that Argentina was broke. Mm-hmm. It was broke, broke, broke. And there's no, there's no amount of news stories that can change that. There's not one of these crybaby reporters there's not one of these, um, you know, union workers out there protesting that could have done a better job. Javier Malay is willing to take the risks that no other politician has ever been willing to do. And that is to say, hey, you in the parasite class, you've had enough. All you remoras are getting off this shark. It's about to die. If you want to save this thing, you can join with me. And if you're not, you can just sit out there and cry. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.